Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I hope you all had a lovely Memorial Day weekend wherever you were and that you went and remembered exactly why we actually have Memorial Day to begin with. Now, yes. I am still Katie Petrick, and I am always joined by my wingman, David Fiorazzi. That was a fast weekend and nice play on the wing because of my hair. I'm I triple gelled it. today, everybody. I'm ready to go. I'm triple gelled. I didn't say it. Now, as many of you know, our K-12 classical online school is enrolling students for the fall. So <laughs> at this point, we're past Memorial Day. We're looking into summer and looking ahead to fall. So what are you waiting for? Go to freedomforschool.com to request your free information packet. It's freedom forschool.com and of course when you do that you say hello educated we're the ones who sent you there and then when you enroll everyone will be happy now on to the task at hand north carolina's democratic governor has issued a state of emergency oh my gosh north carolina what's happening a hurricane it must be a hurricane no 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 Something. it's a state of emergency because republicans voted <laughs> to expand school choice for families who want to get out of public schools. Wow, what? state of emergency. What? Uh, yes, North Carolina, it's okay, no hurricanes. But a legislation, piece of legislation, okay. a bill. <laughs> Go, David, what happened? Let's dive into the story, shall we? The Democratic governor of North Carolina is being lambasted by critics for declaring a state of emergency after the Republican-controlled legislator had the audacity to vote for school choice. Wait a minute. I thought the left, and the Democrat socialists and the lefts and the Marxists and all that, I thought they were all pro-choice. Hmm. Oh, that's only on one thing. That's right. Just one thing. Abortion. Okay, so Roy Cooper, by the way, what an insult to my dog at home, Cooper, <laughs> our new dog, eight months old. Uh, what an insult. Roy Cooper accused Republicans of trying to starve public education and uh, dropping an atomic bomb on public education in a televised address uh, last Monday. He said, it's clear the Republican legislature is aiming to choke the life out of public education. Katie Petrick, that's, that's a good visual there. Choking the life you, out of public education. You know, we never say that about what abortion does to does, a baby yes. in, the, in the womb. Yeah, but David, you're using big words like lambasted and choked and all this, and if I'm life. a student in North Carolina, I don't know what those words mean because down there in North Carolina, our public schools are not doing so hot. And maybe if they had choices of which schools they could go to, they would do better. Oh, maybe, you, maybe not. The, the word choice again. There it, it is. It's the choice. Yeah, as you know, um, it's kind of interesting considering we're talking about simply allowing children or parents rather, to choose the education for their children, to, to expand those options. Don't we want to give our kids everything we didn't have? Like as we see in North Carolina, where they do not have uh, good scores at all regarding mathematics or the ability to read. Look at their grade four across the whole state. Mathematics score was 236 out of 500. 236 out of 500, 500 points overall. And this is the nation's report card. But hey, 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 let's look at the positives. Well, they are one point higher than the, the na national average of 235 for the so, public school students. So we're, we're so low. better than the it's, rest it's, of the The bar nation. is quite low for the yeah. national average of the Not public schools. Half. Anyway, before we continue, we've got a video. Watch. 
The governor released an address on social media today saying efforts to expand private school vouchers to higher income households would be devastating to the public school system. Cooper says the Republican legislature is aiming to, in his words, choke the life out of public education. North Carolina schools need rigorous science, reading, and math classes, not more politicians policing our children's curriculum with book bans, elimination of science courses, and more. Put together, these ideas spell disaster that requires emergency action. Is this emergency action? Em emergency action. Loser or lame? That was I lame. Did you notice the backdrop? Yeah. Did you notice the seal in front of him? He wasn't even standing at any podium. That, I mean, that was a green screen behind. Look at that. They got to like Photoshop AI him technology, into this. I tell you. Oh, my goodness. That's awful. Anyway, this, North Carolina, you can do better. Well, maybe not in their education. Well, they they're can, trying so. to do better, oh, that's right. David. That's, that's why right. the state of emergency is happening there. And they can't have children actually get to schools where the schools want to do better. So you must all keep them herded in together. So hmm. he must be a Democrat, right? Oh. Because this reminds me of COVID when a lot of blue state governors and mayors use the emergency powers to with their mandates and the legislation. But this over school choice? Oh, of course. Really? Yeah, and that's why that big word you said at the beginning, what lambasted. lambasted. He's being lambasted all over the internets. Lambasted. And yes, I, yes. It, it, basically uh, very critical and harsh in his response. So the people who are being very critical or harsh toward Roy Cooper include uh, Parker Thayer, who said, unbelievable, Roy Cooper is now actually invoking emergency powers to fight veto-proof school choice bills passed by the legislature. Legislation is not an emergency. That's right. Fact check true. Thank you, Parker Thayer. If that's being lambasted, that's I don't I think that was quite a quite on pace on par yeah. there. It, it was good. It was not overly harshly critical. It was exactly what it was. Well, here's a bottom line uh, in the bottom of the article. Um, Republican Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson criticized Cooper by saying this in a tweet. He said, "Once again, we see leaders in government telling you that they know what's best for your child." And it goes on. But th I mean, isn't that, Katie, the bottom line in this fight that we've been dealing with mm -hmm. in public mm -hmm. education mm -hmm. for many years and in particular in the last three to five on steroids? They know what's best for America's children. Yes. The only time the government and government officials should all come together to decide on something is when they are turning that power back to the people, not taking it away from mm. the people giving it back to the people so that the individuals can make the choices. So in this case, it's the individual families making the proper choices for their children and their children's education. End point. Well, we've got to move on. Still to come, a high school senior in Nebraska is causing a little ruckus after swapping out his approved graduation speech for one that criticizes the school. We're talking about that next. Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Looking for a K-12 classical online school built on Judeo-Christian values? FPA is enrolling now for the fall. Request your free information packet at freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com.
It's high school graduation time. Pomp and circumstance all around. Now, there's some pomp and there's some circumstance. And then there's what we have going on at One Nebraska High School, where uh, it's a bit of a new twist happening with speeches and graduation speeches. Okay. You know, in, in high schools, the students, it may be the valedictorian, the salutatorian, or an honor student, or whoever the, you know, senior class body presents to give a speech okay and in one instance at the grand island senior high school who was a senior now a graduate kenny morales he was the one who was able to give a speech kenny morales had to submit his graduation speech to the school to get it approved okay and he did so except his speech wasn't written by him he decided that he would use chat gpt to write it's his here speech? already. <sighs> ChatGPT is here to stay. So ChatGPT, he told the, I guess, program to make a speech. He said, I said, give me a speech about gratitude. And I gave specific examples about what I wanted it to include. And then at actual graduation, he didn't use that speech at all. He gave something else. The voice you hear is Kenny Morales a former Grand Island Senior High School student. To fix the audio in the video, Morales says he used artificial intelligence. What else did he use AI for? I said, give me a speech about gratitude and I gave specific examples of what I wanted it to include. That's right, Morales used ChatGPT, an AI chatbot to write his graduation speech. That raises the question, can a speech be considered a writer's own words if it's artificial intelligence generated? Well, Morales seems to think so, because the AI-generated speech he submitted was not the one he read at graduation. Instead, he read this three-page speech he wrote detailing his experience as an AP student. You have AP classes and students aren't meeting the standards in classes of that level. Just imagine a regular class, you know, like, and I've... I know a lot of people who are friends of mine that don't even show up to school half the time. Also in the speech, he brought up things like consistent late assignments from students and the number of school fights throughout the year. GIPS Board of Education president giving this statement. Kenny was, you know, had some valid points. For example, do, do we need better discipline in the schools? Yes, we need that. Um, do we need teachers to hold their students responsible academically? Yes. We need to make sure the students are attending class and not truant. You bet. And those are things that, that we have been talking about, and, and we'll make adjustments on those when necessary. This is fascinating to me because this is a student who wanted to do well in school and felt that he was not given his due, like what he deserved having, you know, taking AP classes and actually wanting to be academically sound. And he pointed out in his speech, he said, I don't know about y'all, but I hated school. We lie, we pretend, and we hide the truth with selective facts on positive things occurring around the school instead of being honest and addressing the issues head on. We attempt to fix the issue by pulling them like weeds instead of fixing the underlying issue. Ah. Okay, here's how this has been happening for going on decades at this point, obviously, but in recent years, even more so. What you heard from Hank McFarlane, who was the president of the school board, and how he said he wasn't happy what Morales did, but that, yeah, he has a point. He just did it in the wrong way. That, yes, we as the adults have to, you know, look at the fights and look at the education and what's happening and try and fix all these things. But it's 
the way in which these adults across the nation handling fights and truancy and just everything that used to be like hard-nosed discipline, clear-cut, mm-hmm. if you if you got in a fight, you were out. Like you were out of school and all that. And how everything now is just kind of like, oh, we need to just do better. Like that's always the excuse we get from everyone. Oh, we're going to do better. Yeah, but well, no results. He, notice how he used the word discipline. Mm-hmm. And you, it doesn't mean the same when it, in the context of the public schools and the government schools and what a teacher is allowed to do. Um, you, you know, then it did 50 years ago or 75 years ago when, you know, a student would get his bottom or her bottom swatted yeah, uh, or hands, you know, whatever that, that kind of discipline, but you can't physically. So what's the discipline? Um, go down to whatever, take time out, go down to the down, principal's yeah. office or you're on suspension of kids. All right, great. I it's can just work reward. on my computer. Yep. It's a reward at yeah. this point because as we've made this point before is like you get suspended Great. It would be like you get zeros on all your homework that day or whatever, and that would hurt your grade. Well, it doesn't matter anymore because you don't even have to turn in homework on time, so you always get a score and you always are going to pass. So what is the actual mm. repercussions? And there are none. And Morales even said, he's like, after his speech, he was asked, you know, like, why'd you do it kind of a thing? He says, I really don't think I was too critical. And he says that he wasn't trying to shame the school. He was trying to encourage the school leaders to make better choices. He said it was more about the message of raising expectations. I just wanted to start a conversation. And right there, that shows me that Morales mm. cares more about the school and is more observant to what is happening in the school than probably the entire school board. Mm. Good point. There is that. So I guess if you want to get past your school, write your speech in a chat GPT, get it approved, <laughs> and then go ahead and uh, speak speak your truth. Yeah, and just do at whatever the you actual want. graduation. So, moving on, one of the largest tutoring programs in the country sees a massive drop in customers thanks to oh, there it is again, ChatGPT. We're going to talk about what this could mean for the future of schoolwork in America. Next, today's show is sponsored by our friends at My Pillow. Save up to sixty six percent on pristine quality bedding towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. It's happening. We told you it was going to happen when they first announced this whole thing called chat GPT and other AI type things. And it's already happening. What is? So I'm going to put this in the <laughs> saw this coming file. <sighs> How chat GPT is affecting other companies. Okay. So uh, we're going to basically talk about a company that claims to help students with homework. And isn't that what chat GPT is going to do too? Or it's going to take down all the other companies and then help kids cheat. Whatever. We don't know. We don't know. Um, but basically what we have is... The company is called Chegg. If you've ever heard of it, Chegg.com. It's a tutoring service, all right? Uh, You know, if you go to the website, look, it's success in every step from first day to finals. They're going to help you with homework. They're going to help you prep for your exams. You know, they're going to give you support for writing, all the things that, you know, you kind of sort of learned growing up in the K-12 system and then maybe when you go on to college as well, if you continue through helping with them. Well, anyway, because of the chat GPT and other AI things like this, Chegg's stock plummeted about 50%. And Dan Rosenzweig, the company's CEO, 
is blaming ChatGPT specifically. Now, Rosenzweig, who uh, confirmed that the number of their new customer enrollments for Chegg are declining as a result of the AI breakthrough, attempted to calm the investors who were concerned that the phenomenon is an existential threat to the firm. I think it's an existential threat to the firm. Now, during an earnings call, Rosenzweig said that in the first part of the year, we saw no noticeable impact from ChatGPT on our new account growth, and we were meeting expectations on new signups. However, since March, we saw a significant spike in student interest in chat GPT. We now believe it's having an impact on our new customer growth. And you're like, okay, well, what does that all mean? Well, let's get to some numbers. All right. Chegg as a company, and this is just one company. There are many others out there who are probably seeing the same or similar things as Chegg. Their total net revenues was nearly $188 million for the first quarter of 2023. So the first several months. Okay. Now... That's marking a 7% year-over-year decline. Ooh, ooh, so it's less. The company forecasted that total net revenues for the second quarter then would fall between 175 and 178 million, which is even more. And that's a significant miss from the 193.6 million expected by the analysts. So when you're talking in you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and you miss by 10, 20 million, 30 million, 40 million, you know, that's... That's drastic for these companies. Shares for Chegg nearly halved from $17.59 a share to $9.04 between the market close um, just in one day. Like there was a a significant shift where it dropped because after hearing those earnings. So it's like, eek, not good for this company. Specifically, what we're trying to point out to everyone here is that these tutoring companies that are out there and have been out there for years are – I view it as crumbling right before our eyes thanks to ChatGPT and the potential for Hmm. ChatGPT and other AI functions. Interesting. It's interesting. I mean, I think this is going to affect a lot of businesses. I mean, we have no idea at this point how wide and how vast this is going to impact how we do things because of the net, because of social media, because how many jobs... Do you use your computer and you need a program or I need to yep. write something? Um, yeah, this is this is very interesting to me. It's it's just the beginning. Well, and that's the thing. And because it's just the beginning, Rosenzweig specifically for his company, Chegg, is like, well, what are we going to do? We could crumble or we could partner up with the AI. And he has announced they might do some partnering uh, with OpenAI, the creator of ChatGPT. And they would develop an AI assistant called Checkmate. Oh, jeez. Wasn't that clever of them? Checkmate. I get it. Yeah. Checkmate. They will pair or would pair the large language model with proprietary data and subject matter experts to make learning more personalized, adaptive, accurate, fast, and effective, all in an easy to use and conversational manner. Sure, they would. That's what they're going to do. That's right. Anyway, we're going to move on. Still to come, Dove. You know that soap company out there? Ladies may know know it more so than the men but men still may use dove well they've just launched an all-inclusive video that aims to recruit heavier set women who are gamers like video gamers because dove and video games hand in hand we're going to talk about having a specific target audience there we'll show you the video that has everyone talking next If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, 
Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. Beauty brand Dove has created an animated just yeah stop yeah I gotta think of you know just different advertising executives and marketing meetings to some of I these know. firms and corporations have going hey I have an idea ooh, so ooh, ooh. so what anyway you, what here's it? what they did <laughs> they created an animated advertisement celebrating an overweight video game character who tosses away armor that made her appear thin. So what are the details? According to The Drum, a news outlet uh, focused on advertising, Dove's real virtual beauty ad campaign aims to eliminate beauty stereotypes and build the next generation of young players' self-esteem and body confidence. Watch this quick video. So there's the character. Oh, there she is. Look at that superhero. Yes, Dove comes out with a superhero. Right. Uh-oh, what's she doing? She's getting undressed? Oh, no. What What happened? She's taking the body armor off. The she's body. all done, and now she's going to look at the mirror in herself and see how pretty she is. Whee! She what can relax. What did look like the same person? What happened? She took her body armor off that was keeping her in. That's, a nice, that's, that's flattering. All right. <laughs> so now she's reflecting multiple ways. In the mirror and in her mind. All right, okay. She's now leaving she's the a, body armor yeah. at home. Yep, she can go out and fight without it. Well, apparently 74% of girls feel underrepresented in video games, according to Doug. So does that mean, Katie, that 74% do not look like video game characters? Is that what they're trying to yeah, they, they want to make this? They want to make virtual reality okay there we go let's change beauty such. what does this have to do with soap absolutely nothing i mean i see some is that tattoos or something on her arm maybe yes. she can use some dove to wash those off yes. if they're not permanent tattoos but <laughs> what does this have to do with soap you got it has nothing to do with soap uh, david uh, so you... the one on the right is a animated character the virtual created. reality the virtual the virtual real person that is underrepresented is that what i'm understanding but this here? is what we do this is what all these companies do. We have to woke signal in, in whatever way. And so now we're gonna go for video games. We're gonna try and tie how bad video games are in representing women. And so that's what they said. 74% of okay. women feel underrepresented in video games. Good, keep it that way. Ladies, do not aspire to be represented in video games. You wanna end up like all the other dudes who are living in their mom's basement just playing video games all day and not seeing any sunlight for weeks on end is that is that your goal ladies we can do better and by ladies i'm i'm talking to actual women you know women who are women not men who think they're women women here's here's hollywood and the advertising industry the fashion industry that created this monster causing models and young women to be either bulimic or anorexic uh thinking they have to be skinny to to model clothing and that's like that's normal like and then it causes other like let's just say teenagers 
high school girls, college age, they're looking at these, all these fashion ads and all the, what social media, what Hollywood is putting out there. It is unrealistic and it is unhealthy. Yep. Um, but to do it in a, a soap ad, to, try to, to connect a video game with it, I, let's change beauty. I, I don't know if that's, uh, that's going to be remotely effective. Oh, it won't be. It won't be. But I, I you also can't. say that can't, with such confidence. Oh, it won't be. I also <laughs> can't believe they allowed it to be a violent video game. I thought they're not allowed to do, have any sort of weapons in anything anymore because that promotes these atrocious shootings that happen. Is that, are we, but it's okay to put them in when it's talking about something that's go, go, go girls? Is that, hmm. Is that okay? That's I'm confused. I don't know when we're allowed to use weapons and not use weapons, but apparently in this instance, because we're all talking about our inner beauty and, and virtual reality and how we want to make that reality, then then it's uh, okay. <laughs> all these signals, they just get spinner, crossed. I a don't head know. spinner. But it says, today without partners, we hope to make a real impact on the millions of women and girls who spend their free time playing games. And you go, okay, nope. there's the target audience. That's who they're trying to reach. Yep. All right, all these nope. gamers. I think I think some of the boys need to start using the dove then because <laughs> let's be honest. All right, well, anyway, <laughs> let's, just, uh, let's just end on that note. Yeah, on that note. On that note, all you gamers <laughs> who may be watching us right now, make sure you hit that like button if you're watching us and uh, send us your feedback if you would. That'd be all also so kind of you to do now for david and myself thank you for watching thank you for listening and thank you for supporting this show until next time stay educated educated is directed and produced by mike menzel hosted by katie petrick and david fiorazzo makeup and hair by katie shoal graphics designed by dan kaler educated is owned by freedom project media See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project media app. Copyright 2023.